Welcome to the Thriving Authors Podcast, where we delve into all aspects of what it takes to get your dream book out of your heart, onto the page, and into the world, connecting with a wide audience of readers. I'm Dallas, and I don't just want you to be a published author. I want you to be a thriving author, confidently sharing your ideas, making an impact with your words, and owning your unique voice that deserves to be heard. I've spent the past two decades immersed in the publishing industry, building my career as a best-selling author of five books and counting. As a book coach, I have helped dozens of women birth their books and live their dreams. And here's what I know to be true. You deserve abundant creativity, a nurturing writing practice, and a supportive community that inspires and uplifts you through the ups and downs of the writing life. I want to help you write and publish your dream books that grow your audience, grow your business, and grow your legacy. On this podcast, you will find behind-the-scenes lessons from my own book writing and publishing journey, interviews with successful published authors, and tips and advice you can start using today to move you forward in your writing life. You don't have to do this alone. Let's get started. Hello, friends. I'm recording this for you on a morning in February. I just received the print copies, the advanced reader copies of my new novel, Before and After You and Me, that's coming out May 7th. And oh my goodness, they are just so beautiful. It never gets old to open up a box of books that you have created and see them for the very first time. It's just such an incredible feeling, a feeling that I want for all of you and wherever you are on your journey right now, maybe you're slogging through that muddy middle. Maybe you're going over your, what feels like your millionth editorial round of your book. Maybe you're at the very beginning with that first spark of an idea but I just want you to know that I am cheering you on and I see this moment for you in your future, this moment where the UPS van comes to your door with this big, beautiful box and your heart skips a beat and you get your scissors or your little exacto knife out and you carefully open that box and you lift up the flaps and you push aside that packing paper on top and there it is beautiful book from your heart with your name right there on the cover and you carefully lift it out like you're holding a newborn baby and you bring it to your chest and give it the biggest hug and you flip through the pages and there it is your beautiful book baby out there in the world in the flesh in your hands I see this moment for you and I just want you to know that it is there waiting for you in your future. And all you have to do is just keep going, keep going along that path. You are doing such a great job. Your book matters. And those little pockets of time that you carve out for your creativity and for your book and those times that you spend brainstorming and those mornings you get up early to write or those nights you stay up late to write or those writing sessions that you just carve out that time for your book, that all of it matters and it is adding up to this moment that you are going to have. I just, I know it and I'm so excited for you to get there. 
um, while also still enjoying the journey, right? Is so important. And speaking along those lines of enjoying the journey, when I saw my book for the very first time and held it in my hands and it really took me back to this long journey that I have had with this book, with this book, baby, it has been inside of me. I've had a long pregnancy, my friends, with this book. It's been actually a 12 year long pregnancy um, to birth this book into the world. And I think so often when we see authors coming out with new books and it can be so exciting and shiny and glittery and the highlight reel and the blurbs and the book events and all the excitement. And what we don't see are all of those steps and all of those months and years leading up to that point. And I particularly feel this with before and after you and me, because as I said, it's been such a long journey and I really wanted to pull back the curtain and share with you the publication story of this book. Um, if you are following me on social media, um, if you just see my website or my books coming out, you might assume that this was a book, you know, this is my third novel that I've published since 2020. And you might think that, oh, I'm just writing new novels, putting out one every year. So I've had people comment to me, oh my gosh, how are you doing so much writing? You have your two little ones and like, how do you find the time? And I will say I am carving out the time little by little, but I am um, a relatively slower writer, slower drafter, and I am not finishing a novel a year. Um, and just a reminder that often when you see publication of books, uh, it's often not the order and the in which the writer wrote them. Sometimes it is, but not always. And definitely for me, these are books that I've been working on for many years and um, they just ended up being published in this different order. So I wanted just to share with you the timeline of what it looked like. Um, drafting and editing and submitting and editing again uh, and finally getting this publication deal for before and after you and me. So I hope that you enjoy this kind of sneak peek behind the curtain and you can let me know if you would like more episodes like this. And I would also love to hear from you, one of your publication timelines, if you want to think of something that you've written or published, if you want to share with me what the timeline has looked like for that, you can share on social media and tag me at Dallas Woodburn author. I just always think it's really great to share with each other kind of the real stories behind our successes. Um, those of you who have read my book, Your Book Matters, or who have spent some time with me on any of my free challenges or in my coaching programs, you know that I am a huge believer in celebrating our wins along the journey. And I also feel like it's so important just to normalize all the ups and downs along the journey, just so you know that you're not alone. This is totally normal. And it's really all about just, um, you know, moving forward as best we can towards our goals while also just enjoying the process too as it happens. So here is a little timeline of my novel before and after you and me. So it starts in 2012. I was a graduate student in fiction writing um, in a master's program, an MFA program at Purdue University. And I was taking a short story writing workshop 
with my fellow grad students and I read a newspaper article about um, a woman who was having her bachelorette party. So she was getting ready to get married. And at her bachelorette party, they were by a pool and one of her bridesmaids was um, kind of joking around and like pushed the bride into the pool and she actually was paralyzed. Um, she landed, you know, was shallow, shallower water than they had known and the bride was paralyzed. And just that story really stuck with me. And I was just thinking, wow, how tragic. And also, um, I just couldn't imagine being that bridesmaid or just feeling guilt for something like that happening to someone. So that birthed a scene that I wrote in a short story of a young woman. She was older than my protagonist is now in the current version of the novel. She was in college and um, she is at a party with her recently broken up with ex-boyfriend and um she kind of spontaneously yells out, let's go skinny dipping and starts the skinny dipping, everyone jumping into the pool and her ex-boyfriend is paralyzed from that. And so that was really the scene that began. It's the beginning of my novel still today. It's like a core of the story that has um, stayed very true, but it was a beginning of the short story that I wrote. And, um, a lot was different in this short story, but something that happened after I wrote that and turned it in and I got some really nice feedback from my um, fellow writers and a lot of questions and people were curious and wanted more. And the characters just kept talking to me, especially my main character, Emma, and um, had more to say. And the other interesting thing about that story was it was set in California where I'd grown up and also in Indiana, where I was living at the time for my for my graduate work. And I think I was really exploring that idea of home and writing about both places. It was my first time when I moved to Indiana. That was my first time ever living away from California and experiencing things like snowy winters and um, just being far from home in that way. And so I kept writing the story. I kept asking myself questions, learning more about the characters, and the story really developed into this novel, which um, ended up being my master's thesis. And so in 2013, I spent the majority of that year working on it as, you know, shifting it into a novel. And something else that stayed the same to the novel as it is now is the structure. I was really intrigued by, by playing around with structure. I had read some books that did this. I really loved A Visit from the Goon Squad by Jennifer Egan. I love a lot of Dan Sean's short stories that play around with telling stories um, in reverse chronological order and using different structures. And I just came upon this idea of what if our first chapter was this accident that happened, almost like we're starting in the middle. And then from there, we shift back and forth going from before the accident to after the accident. So we're seeing everything that leads up to this moment and we're seeing everything that happens after this moment. And I just thought that was a really cool structure both to write, but also was something that I would love to read as a reader and just being able to kind of 
see the connections that happen. So I almost imagine the structure as a V, the letter V. And at the end of the book, we are at the two furthest points. So we're at the very beginning and the very end as we flash back and forth, back and forth before and after. So that is also something that has stayed the same. So I had my master's thesis defense in 2013. I passed my defense. I was awarded my master's degree, but there were some comments in my defense that I really had to kind of work through and still like stay true to my story. So um, one thing they did question, one of the professors on my committee questioned, you know, why do you have it? Why are you using the structure to tell the story? What does this add? Why don't you just have it more straightforward? And I'd really think about, was I going to change the book to be more conventional um, or was I going to keep it in the structure that I really loved? And those of you who have read the early copies or heard me talk about it know that I stayed true to myself and my vision for the book. And it is not as conventional to tell a story in the structure, but there was something about it that really felt true to me and felt like this was the way the book wanted to unfold. And so I really had to kind of work through receiving those comments and that feedback and taking it in and using the feedback to make my book better. So for me, it was really strengthening the connections between those before and after chapters while still staying true to myself and keeping that um, that structure, which has been really interesting to see that in some of the earlier views, that is something that people love most about the book. So um, also want to just throw it out there that if you have something about your book that is less conventional or that feels like a risk or that you're unsure about, like that could be something that readers fall in love with most and that they love most about your book. So I think it's so important to really um, take risks and stay true to your creative impulses and write the book that feels most daring and exciting for you. So moving into 2014, I moved back to California. I received a Steinbeck Fellowship from San Jose State University to get to spend a whole year working on a creative project. So I was I worked on a short story collection that would ultimately become my short story collection, Woman Running Late in a Dress. That was published in 2018. And then I also spent a lot of time really revising my novel that was at this point, it was called um, Fractured. And I revised it extensively. I shifted it from third person into first person perspective. And I uh, began submitting to literary agents and I received um, a lot of very kind rejection letters. And I also um, received feedback that maybe I should shift it. It was at this point set in college. So it was almost like a new adult um, timeline. And someone suggested, what if you shifted it to boarding school? Um, at this point in 2014, there wasn't as much being published in the new adult genre. So they suggested, what if you shifted it to boarding school so you could still have some of that um, away from home themes, but it could be more in the young adult genre. And I was intrigued by this feedback. I love young adult. And a lot of the themes were about um, the character kind of coming of age um, and working through a lot of those identity, um, family, homecoming, homesickness, like forging our own path, a lot of themes that are really um, big in young adult fiction. But I remember feeling like, gosh, that would be such a huge 
change to shift it to boarding school and young adult, like maybe that sounds interesting, but I almost had this impulse of like, I don't want to do all of that work. (laughs) I don't know if I can just rehaul the book in all that way. I like it. It's good enough as it is. I like it as it is. So I kept submitting to agents and, um, In 2015, I signed with a literary agent and she began submitting the manuscript to publishers, which was a very exciting process. And we got some nice rejections, some nice feedback, um, but ultimately did not get a publication deal. So I set this novel aside and in 2016, I began working on a new novel, which became The Best Week That Never Happened, um, which those of you who have been with me for a while, you'll realize, oh, that was my first novel that I published, but you can see I actually wrote it after, before and after you and me. So I was working on that book. And um, in 2017, I was very excited. I I sent this new manuscript when I finished The Best Week That Never Happened and I edited it. I had early readers and I revised it. And then I finally in 2017 sent it to my agent to say, here's my new book. I'm so excited. I think it's the best thing I've ever written. up to that point, and I'm excited to send, start sending it out. And she um, did not like it. <laughs> she it was not her cup of tea. She wrote back and said, "You know, I think you need to go back to the drawing board. I think you need to write something else." And I had another moment there, like I was describing earlier, with having to be true to yourself, where I had to say, "You know, I really believe in this book, and I think this is one of the strongest things I've written." And I. If if you um, don't believe in it, then I need to find a new literary agent or I need to do something else. And so that's what I did. So we parted ways. And in 2018, I signed with a new literary agent. And um, that's when we got the book deal with Month Nine Books to publish my debut novel, The Best Week That Never Happened. So um, that was very exciting. And all this time I um, was still thinking about before and after you and me, which was then called fractured. And, um, I went back to it and I edited it again. I did end up at this point, shifting it to be more of a YA novel. Um, and I made, you know, some edits. I almost think of when I think about this point in the book's journey, it was almost like I was doing some minor surgeries to the book. I was, I added a subplot here. You know, I strengthened this character. I reworked the scene. But I was still very almost like, I think I was a little bit scared to change too much more of the book. I think I had this fear that if I did any big changes, almost like the whole book would collapse or fall apart. And, um, you know, so I felt like I was making it better and better, but um, I was still a little bit afraid to like make any super huge major changes. Um, My new agent who had sold the best week that never happened, queried my novel fractured. And I vividly remember getting this email from my agent that we got really close. It was kind of heartbreaking at the time. We made it to like the acquisitions meeting at a big publisher. Um, So we had an editor at the publisher who who really was excited about the book and wanted the book, but we didn't get enough support at the acquisitions meeting, like not enough of the other editors bought in. So they ended up not making an offer. And so that was discouraging. I felt like, gosh, you know, is this book ever, is there ever going to be anyone who, you know, loves this book and sees this book the way that I do? Um, 
And I decided just to keep, you know, keep plugging away. So in 2020 was when my debut novel, The Best Week That Never Happened, was published. And then also 2020, we had the global pandemic and kind of everything, um, you know, really went upside down. And I think that was actually a big reason why I came back to Fractured and had the courage to really um, revise it in some major ways. So in 2021, I parted ways with my literary agent um, for some other reasons and decided to take out this book manuscript again. I ended up retitling it before and after you and me, really thinking about that structure. I kind of came back to like the home base of what do I love most about this book? And for me, it really was some of those sparks that were there in that original short story. This um, this main character who's really struggling with her grief and her guilt over this accident that happened, this love story at the heart of the book, but also her love story, not only with this boyfriend, an ex-boyfriend, but also with herself, with her family, with her friends, old and new. Um, and also in during this time from 2012 until 2021, I really had experienced my own kind of really first big loss in my life when my dear friend Celine was killed and um, in a car accident. And so I think also just friendship became an important theme in the book as well. And, um, I really took a good hard look at it and I thought, you know, what would it take? This was a book I was so familiar with at this point. I'd been over it so many times. I had, you know, changed it in a lot of ways. And I thought like, what would it take to make this into a book that I am totally obsessed with? Like, how can I make this the best version that I could write? Almost like, what if I was starting all over again from scratch like, what would I do? And I think really when I first wrote this book, this was one of the first novels that I ever completed. And I was writing it for my master's thesis, which the big goal there was like to have enough pages to have a novel to have to be your master's thesis so you could graduate the program. So I was really focused in the initial drafts on just getting the pages written without knowing as much about like the craft of creating a story. And so for me, it was really helpful to like, just to discard a lot of that, to really like shed a lot of extra weight. And I ended up, I did major surgery on the book. Um, I took so much out and that gave me room to put a lot of new material in. So I shifted it to be um, boarding school as that other agent had suggested all those years ago. So it's very firmly in the young adult genre um, I added in new subplots, I added in scenes, I actually changed the entire ending of the book. And I realized I had so much fun during this process. And I realized, you know, it's really satisfying to have my hands in the guts of this story. And I don't know what I was so afraid of all those years. It's like, I was afraid that it was going to be too much work. I was afraid that the whole story was going to collapse, but it's like, so what, what's the worst thing that can happen? Why not just try and see and see what happens. And I, and I could always go back to the earlier version if I decided that I liked that one better. Um, and so I want to just encourage you, if you're at a place like that with your editing, they, they say to kill your darlings when you're editing. And I would just say like, it's okay to let go of something that you've written. Um, you're not losing anything. You're not going backwards. Like you had to write that in order to get 
to the version you are now. And maybe that was its purpose. And it's totally fine to shed that and to get rid of it. It's not wasted. It got you to where you are now. And sometimes letting go of what doesn't quite fit the story opens up room to find that perfect fit. So for me, it's like there was a lot in the original version of the book that was like good enough, but wasn't great. Wasn't, you know, perfect. It wasn't what I loved the most. And so um, that really gave me space when I let go of that to kind of reimagine the book and fall in love with my characters and get to know them even more and add these, you know, more layers and layers to the book. So that brings us to 2022. One of my favorite publishers, Al Hollow Press, uh, they published some of my very favorite young adult books, including The Language of Cherries, which is a beautiful novel by Jen Marie Hawkins that debuted in 2020 when my debut novel did. That's when I got to meet her. And they had in 2022, I noticed when they had their open submission period, which meant that you could submit to them even if you didn't have a literary agent. So I dusted off my query and my first couple chapters and I crossed my fingers and held my breath and I submitted my query. And um, in August of that year, I had a fantastic meeting with the publishing team and they extended an offer to publish my book. And it was just so amazing to hear um, the acquisitions editor, Hannah Smith, just talk about what she loved about the book and how she just fell in love with it from the first page and couldn't put it down. And like, she resonated so much with the characters and it was almost like, I just felt like I finally met someone who loved the book the way that I did. And um, it's just been such a delight to get to work with Al Hollow Press it was so wonderful. Last year in 2023 was when I got to work with Hannah Smith and the amazing editor, Olivia Swenson, um, to really make the book even better than it was to make it the best version of itself. And Olivia asked me such fantastic questions and noticed some wonderful um, through lines to strengthen in the book and um, just really helped me with like the flow and the pacing, which was especially helpful with the unique structure. And so being able to work with with such amazing editors to really get the book um, even to the very next level helped me grow so much as a writer and was so gratifying. And again, it's like a little bit scary, but it's also fun. It's like that terrifying, thrilling feeling to really dive in with those edits and um, and just ask the book to help you, you know, write, help it rise up where it wants to be. So brings us to 2024. So May 7th, 2024 is the publication date for what is now called Before and After You and Me. If you're paying attention, that is more than 12 years after I began writing this book. So it has been quite a long journey filled with ups and downs. Um, but you know what? Looking back, it's like I wouldn't change a thing. I feel like I've grown so much through writing this novel and rewriting this novel and tearing this novel apart and putting it back together. And um, I'm just so, so proud of this book. And it brings me, it makes me a little bit teary just to think about these characters being out in the world now. Um, it really is also a love letter to my hometown of Ventura. There are so many Ventura landmarks in the book. And I think when I was writing the first draft and even later drafts, um, you know, I'm back in California now, but I'm in Northern California in the Bay Area. I'm not living in Ventura anymore. Um, and so just 
writing this book set in a place that I love so dearly um, has been almost like a love letter away for me to feel like I'm just spending time in that beautiful town, even though I don't live there anymore. Um, And so I'm just so proud of this book. I'm really like grateful to past versions of myself for not giving up. And um, I just really want, I hope this story has helped you see with your own projects, how um, it might be a long journey. Who knows? Who knows what's around the next corner? But it's like, if you just keep moving forward and find that next stepping stone and don't give up on yourself that um, you just, you never know what opportunities and excitement are waiting for you around the bend. And so I just really want to send you my love. I'm cheering you on. Um, Don't give up on yourself and don't give up on your book. And if you are interested um, in reading before and after you and me, you could join. uh, I still have a few spots left. If you'd like to join the launch team, you can get an early copy of the book. Um, You can send me a message or check out my website, dallasubburn.com for more information. The book is also available as I'm recording this. It is available for pre-order. So if you search up my name, Dallas Woodburn, or Before and After You and Me on um, Barnes and Noble or Amazon or any of your local bookstores, um, you should be able to pre-order it. And I'm working right now on a whole fun um, package of pre-order goodies for everybody who pre-orders. So make sure you let me know if you pre-order the book so I can get you down to get, um, it's looking like it's probably going to be a signed book plate and a bookmark and maybe some fun like stickers or decals or something like that too. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. And um, I am just here sending you so many beautiful wishes on your creative journey. And I'm cheering you on, my friends. Till next week. Thank you for spending time with me today. Please hit that subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. And I would love for you to join me in my free Facebook group. It's called Women Entrepreneurs Becoming Best-Selling Authors. And if you are an entrepreneur who wants to write and publish the book inside your heart, this is the place to be. We discuss the podcast episodes. I regularly go live with free challenges. And you may even meet your new writing partner to swap pages with. Again, the name is Women Entrepreneurs Becoming Best-Selling Authors, and it is a completely free Facebook group. You can also reach out to me personally at Dallas Woodburn Author on Facebook and Instagram. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast and your ideas for new episodes. Until next time, happy writing.